Hello again, and welcome back to the GMS podcast. As many of you already know, we produce a weekly demo report which looks at the prices being paid for ships in the main recycling centres of India, Pakistan, Bangladesh and Turkey. And it provides a bit of commentary around market sentiment. Now, this report normally comes out on a Monday, so we thought it would make sense to condense the highlights of the Monday report into a 10-minute podcast. So each week, I'll be talking to one of our traders around the world for their take on the highs and lows of the previous week and ask them to look into their crystal ball for a heads up of what's to come. Now to kick things off, we're going to start with GMS trader Jamie Dalzell, who's based in Singapore. Jamie, very warm welcome and thanks for taking part. We're reporting this week that the market is firm. Is that something of an understatement? Yeah, well, uh, uh, subcontinent scrap markets remain incredibly firm. India has, in fact, come up this week to sort of compete more with Bangladesh um, because of huge gains on steel prices, commodities in particular. The steel has has come up in India, even though the currency has depreciated probably by about 4 or 5%, but the steel gains have more than made up for that. And the big sale of the week actually took place into Alang. Yeah, let's focus on Alang for a second. Uh, what's going on there? So uh, it, from the start of this year till now, the Indian market's really been the key improving market across the subcon. Pakistan have, have cooled off quite a bit recently, which is bemusing because all commodity prices are coming up. Bangladesh has, has kind of come back, but they, they always tend to be at the forefront of the buying, particularly for the larger LDT market ships. And it's encouraging to see India now competing with Bangladesh. I mean, this uh, Cape size, even though there is only one HKC yard in Bangladesh that was sold, the Cape size that was sold this week, was diverted to India for a price which even the one Bangladesh yard, uh, that was a firm price according to them as well. It was the fact that PHP was full part of the reason why it went to India? Yes, I mean, I think they, they were still offering, but they, they took the last ship from these owners, which was only a couple of weeks ago, so perhaps some of their appetite has been slightly reduced by the fact that they have taken one or two ships recently and that kind of left India more aggressive, more open. The capacity locally in Alang is, is good because most of the market ships have been diverted to Pakistan or Bangladesh of late. So for a larger LDT HKC vessel, this, this was a good opportunity for them. Sure. And how long do you think the market can sustain these kind of eye-watering prices? Well, I... <laughs> you. The market has, has sort of continually been going up for the past two and a half years. And every time it reaches a new high, you think, well, surely it can't go higher. I, I remember a point last year when, you know, prices had breached 500 and everybody was going, wow, it's, 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 it's gone too high. Surely it's going to cool off. Now we've breached these 650 levels. You know, people are saying, surely the only way is down now. It's been going up for far too long. But, it, but it, it will depend on, obviously, supply demand and the supply of ships at this moment in time is not great. and It may actually decrease because of what's happening with the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict uh, because tanker prices have suddenly shot up again. So the main supply of tankers may reduce. On the back of the conflict, you know, steel prices have again pushed on. So those two main factors mm. are likely to see the market at least sustain, if not go up further, because, you know, that, that there is potential there. We're reporting in the weekly that uh, we haven't reached $700 a tonne yet. Do you think we'll see that this week? Um, on select ships, 
such as I think we saw a price close to that on a on a gas ship recently. But but for standard ships, it's still six fifty, six sixty. So it's still a way off. I think seven hundred. I can't see that being breached this week. No. Or indeed in the in the sort of near future. Because before the conflict, the LME futures had actually predicted a bit of a downturn in steel prices. Now that seems to be forgotten and out the window. But it, it depends because there, there, there's, there's some pressure on the currency in India. And it'll be interesting to see if that feeds in and starts to affect other markets as well. Just turning to Pakistan, uh, there were times last week when it looked like they were about to regain their appetite for tonnage. But then they seemed to get the jitters. So no joy for Pakistan breakers last week. Yeah, I mean, it's a sort of continual story of woe there. I mean, we had a number of uh, geographically very well positioned ships in uh, PG, Oman, UAE area, ideally suited for for Pakistan. And just at the moment where you think, okay, they could conclude a few deals, head buyers go quiet, Bangladesh in the meantime takes an opportunity and pays well above what Pakistan was going to pay anyway uh, to divert the ships from delivering uh, into Gadani and, and they go over to Chittagong. So I think buyers there have kind of missed a trick, missed a chance, uh, because using the excuse of, of a conflict not to buy doesn't seem to make sense because, as we know, during such times, commodity prices do push on. Ships might get withdrawn as well, like we discussed earlier. So, So just being a bit cautious. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a typical story, you know, they, they tend to be overly sensitive to things which they perhaps shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be greater confidence in the buying, which never seems to come through in Pakistan for whatever reason. Looking over to Turkey, we're saying in the report that both import and local steel plate prices have made improvements this week, with levels for all types of tonnage now around the $400 per tonne barrier. In fact, it's the first time it's been at that level for a long time. Is that price sustainable? I think it just depends on the supplier ships because you, you have a lot of uh, EU yards that are booked with tonnage drill in advance. You know, it's obviously the, the main driver on Turkey is EU flagged ships in into those EU approved yards. So it's a bit of a kind of dual market in that I think those yards that aren't EU approved are kind of struggling to fill yards and the gap with the subcontinent is still so huge that any owners with even geographically positioned tonnage might as well come over to the subcontinent. Quick word on the supply side, we're seeing tanker freight rates firming. Um, will this translate into fewer tankers being sold for recycling? I think tanker owners have the ability to perhaps endure pain more than most. So if they start to see a, a turning in the market rather than scrapping ships, they may well end up holding them for a longer period of time to take advantage of these firming levels uh, and to see which direction the market moves because... There has been talk of a tanker revival this year or next year, and surely it will come. And it's just whether owners could endure these still not great rates on the standard routes. They're still on an Afro 8, 9, 10 grand a day, hardly covering OPEX. But is that is that going to come up further to, to give them a reason to keep their ships on the water rather than scrap them? Indeed. That is the question. Jamie, thanks again for taking us through the markets this week. And please join us next week when I'll be talking to our team in Athens and asking them if we're seeing peak scrap or if there are firmer prices around the corner.